when some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head against the barroom wall, looks you crooked in the eye, and asks if you still like big trouble in Little China. You stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Ask Danny Miles. <laughs> I'm SJ. Uh, you can call me Word Burglar, and I want to know, do you still like this movie? Like a movie one time in your life, but don't know if you still do. Well, if you don't have time to watch it at the moment, me and a guest will for you. See me, some strangers, and some friends of mine are gonna see what flicks stand the test of time. So if you're curious to know what holds up and what doesn't about some old movie you saw with your cousin, you're in the right place and you know you might just find out. Do you still like this? Hey, movie likers, thanks for coming back for another episode. I'm electrified to be joined by Danny Miles this episode. We recorded this before the pandemic, and I'm happy to finally share this with you. Danny, of course, is in the amazing band July Talk. If you don't know, they've got a new single out called Governess Shadow. So go check that out. Awesome video, great song. It's on all your computers. I, I know you know how to do that. Speaking of videos, coincidentally, uh, I've got a new video for your friend's brother. It's a one-off performance vid that I did uh, in an arcade. Go check it out. We just did sort of these one takes. There's going to be a few of these videos coming out in the weeks to come. And Timbuktu, of course, produced the song. And I'm really excited to get that out there. Shout out Timbuktu. Shout out Danny Miles. And go check it. It's on YouTube, wordburglar.com. You can find it. New comic, Snake Wars Pizza. We finally released it digitally. This is an older comic series I did with my pals Cody Peters and Dave Howlett. And the first issue is finally available online digitally at gumroad.com slash wordburglar. There's music and other stuff there too. Check it out. We appreciate it. Also, Friday, May 1st, Bandcamp are giving all of the proceeds directly to the artists uh, instead of taking their normal fees. So that's a great day to support an artist you want to support and maybe have been waiting to. Uh, I would appreciate it. You can find my stuff at wordburglar.bandcamp.com. And there's tons of great music and shirts and stuff from many, many different bands and artists on Bandcamp. So Friday, May 1st, we would all appreciate your support then. Okay, finally, People have been asking, who's coming up in the weeks to come? Well, of course, Danny Miles today. Super exciting. And we've also got episodes on board, on deck, in the queue with the hilarious Sandy Jobin Bevins of Harold and Kumar fame, the brilliant Daniel Dale of journalism fame, Leah Simone Bowen from The Secret History of Canada podcast. That's an amazing podcast. Go check that out. And none other than uh, old uh, pal and legend, Buck65. So that there's a lot of great episodes. They're in the queue. So stay tuned. And please subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, take care of yourself. Be smart. Be cool. All right. Enough appetizer. Let's get to the main course and find out if Danny Miles and I still like Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> All right. Danny Miles, eagle-eyed bird watcher. What's going on? Drummer from July Talk, The Job, 
Yeah. And tongue helmet. The job. I forgot about that. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I saw some crazy job concerts back in the day. The job. Great band, bad name. That's what I'd say. Silver Dollar. You guys had some crazy. I feel like you guys took the ceiling out one night. Yeah, we did that. Mark did that. Yeah. That was pretty wild. That was, some that was great a fun, times. Sh- fun show. Great, fun shows. That was a great show, yeah. Great band. Still good friends. Awesome. Love those guys. Yeah, shout out Mark, Jay, yeah. Niles. Niles. <laughs> yeah, I see Niles. I haven't seen Niles in a while. Got to m- see him and get a smile. You got to go to the West End. Yeah. You're just over here in the East End. <laughs> They're all too cool for the East End. I'm not hiding. I'm not hiding. <laughs> <laughs> They're the people that haven't been past Young Street. Exactly. You know? Exactly. They need to come over to the East End. I love it over here. It's amazing. <laughs> It is good. We can come anytime. Yeah. We got we got good food. We got good beer. You do. We got comics. We got records. Yeah. Yeah. We got birds. There's birds here too. You so. do. You have Tommy Thompson Park or Leslie Spit, the one of the best bird spots in Canada. I will let you know. You heard it right here. Yeah. All right. So we are here discussing the 1986 cult classic, Big Trouble in Little China, directed by John Carpenter, starring. Kurt Russell, Danny. Yeah, you you used to really like this movie, right? Am I correct? I did. <laughs> I've been through many phases of this movie and watching it, and in maybe not annoying people with watching it a lot, but definitely people I've lived with have had to watch this movie a lot. And how many times? His rough estimate. Do you think you've? Seen I was it? thinking about it on the way over. Maybe like thirty, which isn't overly that much but it's quite a bit that's a lot that's a lot that's like once a year for at least most of you know your years where you have like discerning taste in your life yeah that's a lot yeah i've i was thinking that too i've probably seen it maybe uh, as a kid i definitely saw it a lot and today we're trying to find out do we still like this yeah so yeah 1986 it it came out yeah i'm guessing you didn't see it in theaters I didn't, no. No, I mean, you're <laughs> a little too young for that. I regret that, though. <laughs> <laughs> my earliest memory is renting it on, like, my, my best friend Peter Whitby. Shout out, Peter. When we were kids, we used to hang out, you know, Friday nights. We'd just go to the video store, rent a movie, and then we'd have, like, a sleepover at one or the other's house, and yeah. we'd, we'd just watch movies. And I think we had seen it at the video store a bunch of times and kept kind of wondering, oh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll try this, maybe we'll try this. And I remember it had kind of like an older... You know, it had that really cool painted cover, but it was in one of those bigger VHS boxes. Took it home, watched it, loved it. Like, I was probably, I'm going to guess maybe nine or ten when I first saw it, and we we loved it. What was the first time you saw it? Well, I had a weird, so my dad's a big movie guy, and he used to, and I'm going to maybe, he might get arrested for this, but I won't tell you the FBI's address. But he used to just (laughs) do like, he recorded, he would rent movies from Jumbo Video or I think it was Jumbo Video basically then or whatever video store. I remember Jumbo with the popcorn. Free popcorn, Do you remember? Big I elephant. don't know. I'm just, yeah. this is, lo- I'm from London, Ontario. So <laughs> I don't know if you had it. Jumbo Toronto. I think was national. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But so he would just rent all these movies, like everything, and you do three movies to one VHS. Like you just spend like so much time recording. So he just has, and he still has them in his basement, just like hundreds of these tapes. But he would record me all these movies. And I was weird. Like, I had an uncle 12 years older than me. So with music, I should not have been listening to, like, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, or Ozzy Osbourne, or Metallica, 
and just for all like all these albums when i was that young i should not have been listening to them and i also should not have been watching like commando and rambo (laughs) and like all these movies and then i got really into ninja movies like i was just obsessed with being a ninja and i even got like a halloween costume as a ninja so that's kind of how and bruce lee like he got me bruce lee movies and then eventually got me big trouble in little china because he saw it was like ninja ish themed yeah right yeah, oh for sure yeah you got so the then he got that there. yep and i recently found out i thought he just like even saw though china it. has never produced any ninjas to exactly. my knowledge <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is that i just i thought like he had seen it and like was this a movie you're gonna like <laughs> so he's just like i've never actually seen that movie and i it blew my mind so yeah like early on i don't know i was probably like six maybe like young I wow guess. yeah and it stuck with you all this time all this time and the, the funny thing about when you see it as a kid and then you watch it over the years, because, yeah, I saw it, you know, as a kid, then, like, you know, into your teens you watch it, and then you get to be, you know, an adult, quote-unquote, <laughs> <laughs> and you watch it more. And, and, and every time I've seen it, I've definitely picked up something else from it. Even, like, so just watching it now, there are a few things where I'm like, oh, I actually either never paid attention during this scene or just forgot about it completely. I'm excited to see what you didn't remember. <laughs> and maybe you're going to show me stuff that I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, right? Like, Because you remember the, your favorite moments from something, and yeah. then... Weird things like the truck horn, they, like, trigger some sort of emotion in me from, like, a little child. Like, I'm just like, oh, these truck horns. Like, when he's 100%. honking that horn. I don't know what it is about it, but I was just watching it. I was like... That just triggered some sort of emotion in me from when I was a child. Totally, and I'm getting chills now <laughs> thinking about that. Even just the opening, when Egg Shen is in that office yeah. and he's getting interviewed, and you're like, whoa, Like I'm just instantly brought in, and what a great opening scene. So John Carpenter, I just want to talk really quick. John Carpenter had done The Thing prior to this with Kurt Russell. Great film. Uh, Don't I did forget l- also... Snake Plissken. Yeah, yeah. Was it Escape from New York before? Escape this? from New York. It was. It was it before this? Yeah, I guess it was. I think the thing was first. Was it the first thing or was? Second? Yeah, thing is like eighty two. I think. Right. So then and he then did Escape, Escape from, New, Escape York, from New, York, New York, and then this is eighty six. Apparently, the studio wanted Clint Eastwood or Jack Nicholson for the part, wow. and John Carpenter had been pushing for Kurt Russell all along, and then for whatever reason, they couldn't get Nicholson or Eastwood. So. Lucky us, we got Kurt Russell. Yeah, I think that would have been weird. Yeah. And, well, I will say, like, I've seen a lot of Kurt Russell movies and big fan. But yeah. I got to say, I think this is the role he was born to play. Like, yeah, this no is, kidding. like, perfect Russell. Um, and Jack Nicholson is one of my favorite actors. But this isn't the movie for him. You could it would have been a different movie. I yeah, like, totally. Maybe. I I just don't – I feel like – Nicholson might not have given it that action, especially in 86, like yeah. maybe a little bit younger Nicholson, but no, it's it's got to be Kurt Russell. It's got to be. We've got a, an interesting cast. There's some, <laughs> there's some there's some winners and some some questionable choices. <laughs> uh, so yeah, started right off like Big Trouble in Little China, I guess was supposed to be a western as well originally. This is That's uh, why they want Clint Eastwood. Maybe. Yeah. But I guess it was too expensive to do it as a Western. And Carpenter came on as director and said, no, no, I, I kind of envision it like this. And he'd always wanted to do a martial arts film. Right. So that's kind of how we, we got to this amazing, amazing movie. Set in San Francisco, Chinatown. So we open on Egg Shen. Yeah. Now, Egg Shen, how would you describe this guy? Well, he's like the demented 
What's the guy from Karate Kid? Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> like demented Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, you're not really sure who he is, right? Like he no. has this presence on camera where you just see his face and he's kind of got one eye that's a little shaky, lazy. lazy. Yeah, and he's just sort of, no. The you... lighting yeah. in that scene, I've noticed. This is like, as I, beca- it's funny. It's like now yeah. I'm older and I'm like, I've done some of the photography stuff and I'm like, the lighting in that scene's so cool. There's like shade lighting, which is clearly like a fake shade, but it's like, the way they make the mood of that scene is really cool. I thought that was great. Totally. And the guy interviewing him does a good job as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, he starts off. does and not believe him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what I'd like to do today is get your version of what happened. And then Egg Shen's like, you mean the truth? Like, Whoa, what an opening. And then Egg Shen just starts talking. And the guy's like, he's like, now what do you know about Jack Burton? You leave Jack Burton out of this. Yeah. So right off the bat, we're getting like, we haven't even met Jack Burton. This is just opening scene yeah. in an office, an interview with Lazy so Eye. It's after all the events. Yeah, and we're getting psyched up. Like, who's Jack Burton? So watching this now, I was taken back to being like that nine-year-old kid seeing this for the first time. You're like, yeah, who is this Jack Burton? I yeah. mean, I assume he's the guy with the baseball hat <laughs> on the cover <laughs> of the, the box. Yeah. Um, so Egg Shen basically sets up, this is... Okay, after the movie, we know Egg Shen survives, but what is this crazy story they're talking about? Then we see the awesome Pork Chop Express yeah. driving down the road, the big truck. Now, something I actually realized for the very first time, and I'm embarrassed, that I never caught it before. Yeah. But the Pork Chop Express, he's delivering live pigs yeah. to Chinatown. He's yeah. <laughs> Like I did notice I, that, like later, like a few scenes later. Yeah, yeah. like that's what's happening. Like, yeah. oh, that's why he's a pork chop express. <laughs> so Kurt Russell, we meet. He's Jack Burton, and he's basically like doing like the 1986 equivalent of like a podcast from his <laughs> truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who who knows who's listening? He With could have the, one listener. The best banter ever. I love that banter. Like it's so cool. Yeah, he's like just like <laughs> eating a sandwich, <laughs> wearing Ray Bans because it's eighty six. Yeah, he's like yapping on his. He's got like his radio in his truck, and he's just sort of like dropping these like rainy night, right? Yeah, rainy night. The <laughs> setting, it's just perfect. Like the everything about this, and he's just like frequently like referencing all these like truth bombs that he told his ex wife. It's like like I told my ex wife this, like I told her that. It's all in the, the reflexes. Re- yeah. What does that even mean? I never drive faster than I can see. <laughs> I never eat faster than I can chew. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's so great about the setup of his character is that you can tell he's like a bit of a cocky guy, but he's a truck driver like Average Joe eating a sub sandwich, wearing a poncho. You're like, oh, this guy's like, he's cool. He's the coolest. You're like, like, this guy's the coolest. I can relate to this guy. Yeah, I want to be in the truck <laughs> with this guy. I want to be listening to the Pork Chop Express radio. Yeah. So he pulls into San Francisco Chinatown. This is the first time you hear that horn coming in. He's coming in Chinatown to drop the pigs off, and he's just kind of honking a bit to get the people out of the way. But yeah, he's dropping the pigs. He's dropping going to get pig. dumplings. Yeah, he's he like, like some dumplings. Joking around with the people. <laughs> gets a steam and he's like, bun. Hey, June, like, what's up? This guy's definitely yeah. a bit of a cocky, yeah. loudmouth guy. He's walking around Chinatown like he owns the place. (laughs) Yeah, then he just, like, shows up, and, you know, then we're off to, like, the local underground Chinatown gambling garage. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's just there, like, playing. I I don't know what they're playing, just random gambling games. Uh dominoes or something yeah, was dominoes. it? Yeah, dominoes. I don't know, it was mahjong maybe or Yeah, like, maybe it's th- like a Chinese it like version cards. of that. 
some sort yeah. of game. I think that Mahjong is the Chinese version of okay. Mahjong. That's kind of what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, it's some, but yeah, dominoes, some kind of some kind of game, yeah. and they're gambling, and then one by one, everybody starts to leave, and it's just Jack Burton and Wang, yeah, his Wang. old buddy. Wang. Do you remember how much money Jack Burton won? Oh, because he was like, so the guy who was hosting the gambling is like, he's taken off, and he's like. What do you mean? He's still got a hundred dollars. Like Jack Bird's like he's still got a hundred dollars in his pocket. Like why is he leaving? And now it's daylight out, right? Yeah, yeah. So they've been sitting in there throughout the whole night. They never went to bed, drinking beers. Yeah, they've still got fresh beers on the go. And so yeah, do you remember how much money? It's like he a won? thousand times three or something. A thousand forty-eight. Oh. He had won, and then is that your bank code? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, tell everyone. <laughs> uh, wow, good memory. So, okay, so he, 1,048 times three, right, is what Wang owes him? Well, that's after. What does he owe him for? Oh, the bottle. He's going he's gonna to cut the bottle because he's like, it's morning, and Wang doesn't want – he's lost all that money. Jack's like, well, we'll finish this up next time. The poor white boy comes into town. You guys will all take advantage of me. And he's like, not next time right now and he's like i can cut this bottle in half with this it's basically like a cleaver yeah, it's a machete he's yeah, got a machete like yeah machete or cleaver, for some yeah. reason he's got a machete <laughs> yeah there's random weapons that just <laughs> constantly appear throughout but the jack burton makes him change the bottle he like takes the last sip of his beer bottle puts it down sake or whatever so wang's gonna chop it in half yeah and let's be honest, even if the bottle explodes... Yeah. You should Kurt cover Russell's, your eyes yeah, or cover, something. <laughs> <laughs> Get some safety goggles, man. Yeah. Like, he's sitting it's pretty close idea. to Wang. So Wang does it, goes for the chop. The bottle goes flying at Jack Burton. What does he say? It's all in the reflexes. <laughs> That's so number two. There you we go. We can start a drinking game yeah. with it. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> for the listeners at home, feel free to drink. Yeah. Uh, whatever you're sipping, some tea, <laughs> you know, some fresh water, chocolate Makes milk. Sense. Yeah. Wang then says, okay, I'll pay you later. Mm-hmm. Jack Burns determined, no, I need this money now. And that's really cool because it establishes they have a bit of a history. Yeah. Like you can see, all right, Jack Burton, this is comes to Chinatown a lot. Like and he comes in, drops off pigs, gets a steam bun, gambles. Yeah. yeah. And does that, finds out Wang, or he knows that, you find out that Wang owns a restaurant. Right. So he's kind of like a common guy as well. Yeah. Right. They're like setting up these two like pretty more common characters. They're just like your everyday guy gambling, staying up all night. Yeah, it's an Whatever. everyday guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyday. It's what we do. When you're right? nine years old, you're like, yeah, I want to be I that guy. I slept for like yeah. four days. I delivered pigs <laughs> after running my radio show on the road. And- then drink and gamble all night. Yeah. Off to do it again. So then Wang reveals. He's like, I can't pay you right now. Come by the restaurant later. Yeah. I got to go to the airport and pick up my soon-to-be, my bride is coming in from, from Peking. Yeah. And and he's like, wait, what? Like, So first of all, you didn't tell him all night that your bride was coming in. I mean, I guess they're <laughs> not like that close. But he's like, yeah, I haven't seen her in like five years or yeah. whatever. He's like, I should have got 40 winks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Burton. I also like, I want to go back because he's like, Wang has some weird sayings, too, because there's a lot of what this movie is so good for is all the, like, catchphrases, like, it's all in the reflexes or, like, all this stuff. And weirdly, like, Wang is, like, nothing or double, nothing or double when they're betting. And I'm like, isn't it double or nothing? Like, all a lot of the dialogue is a little off. 
which is great about that. Yeah, that adds to the charm. <laughs> it's just a really nice, it's a nice touch. It's a, just a little outside the box, right? Yeah. Because the movie itself, and this is goes for like a lot of John Carpenter movies, which like I love, like They Live, yeah. you know, Prince of Darkness. There's so many great films, The Thing, Halloween, go on and on. But like they're, the great thing about John Carpenter films, and I think Big Trouble really captures it, it, it feels like, okay, this is like a really good, big, budget polished picture but it does keep throwing you little curveballs so yeah like the dialogue movie type feel to it yeah in a way right yeah there's a lack of polish or it's like Mm. a polished unpolished i don't know yeah so jack and wang go to the airport because jack's not letting wang out of his sight he's like i'll drive let's go to the airport they're gonna go pick up wang's bride yeah and this airport scene this is i was getting like crazy flashbacks as a kid because they get to the airport and they're (laughs) looking around and Jack looks over, and who does he see? Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Looking very good, she Kim. Looks good. Yeah, Canadian, British Canadian, I believe. Yeah. And uh, From she, Sex and the City, from, if y'all don't know what it is. Yeah, well, as soon as Sex and the City, that's it, right? For so many of us, we saw Sex and the City, you're like, that's, oh my God, that's Gracie Law from Big Trouble in Little China. And is she a lawyer? Yes. And her name's Gracie Law. She's the lawyer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Margot is the, the, the reporter. reporter. Yeah. Who I also had, I was like, is that the other girl from Sex and the City? Which I looked up last night, and I was like, it's not. She ki- she's a different. She kind of looks like the other, the red-haired girl She's from the Sex other red-haired, City. nerdy best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Kim Cattrall, great. But Gracie Law, I, ne- I don't think I ever made that connection. Oh, she's a lawyer named Gracie Law. Yeah. And they should have named Margot. She's the reporter. You know? <laughs> I'm Margot Journal. Scoop. Margot yeah. Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet Gracie Law. Jack Burns like instantly, all right, the horn dog. He's like, oh, yeah, who's that? And then Wang's like, she's trouble. So how yeah. does Wang know? Like, what are the odds that they're at the airport? So she's waiting to pick up a girl. Yeah. Wang's waiting for his girl. But then sure enough, this gang comes in. The yeah. Lords of Death. And yeah. that one guy with those weird glasses. Those are the coolest glasses. Yeah. Right? I so feel like Kanye would wear those. Yeah. Yeah, years later. <laughs> but I've never seen those exact glasses no. anywhere. No. You need to track those down. So they're there to kidnap Wang's green-eyed girlfriend, bride-to-be, because that's, like, super rare. Yeah. And they're actually kidnapping her just to bring her to their sex brothel. Yeah. So (laughs) they have nothing to do with what is going to be transpiring a bit later on, which is sort of a weird, interesting connection. So Jack Burton fights them, and they get away. They kidnap Wang's girlfriend. Wang's freaking out. Gracie Law, Kim Cattrall, is there to pick up another girl, and I'm not, I'm still not clear why she's there picking up that girl. Like, are you clear on that? No. Does she think her girl is going to get kidnapped? It's just brilliant writing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just kind of like, okay, I just accept that Kim Cattrall is here. So that yeah. was one part where I'm like, why is she there right now? Like, she's yeah. picking up this girl, but I don't know. I guess just a weird character. Intri- I guess it's they're both coming from China, and she's taking in another girl woman from china i guess yeah she's just helping just her. happens to be random yeah <laughs> so whatever it doesn't matter because the next scene is awesome yeah so they chase them in, into the parking lot i also want to okay i do want to point out one thing this is another thing i just noticed so when wang's girlfriend comes in through the airport for the first time all her luggage is is a box <laughs> She doesn't have a suitcase or anything. It's just like she's carrying like a box that looks like you'd carry lettuce in or something. Like you know, at the grocery store, they have like a box of. Maybe she's bringing like rare lettuce. <laughs> Maybe from... like, I can get everything else in America, <laughs> but I'll never find this Peking lettuce again. 
<laughs> I thought that I thought that was kind of. She's weird. really anyway. like salad. <laughs> they kidnap Mao Yin. They escape in the garage. Jack Burton is pissed. He's not having this. He's no. like, "Come on, Wang, let's get after these guys." This so, is also when you first see his cool boots. Oh yeah, yeah. From his <laughs> boots to his mel. <laughs> From his boots to the, his mullet, he's just like oozing. The coolest he's dressed just, like, guy. He's swagged out. Sorry, I interrupted. By that. No, man, that's what this is about. It's we're here together. <laughs> they get away. Jack Burton's like, we got to go after him. So Wang and Jack go back to Chinatown. And he's like, all right, break it down. What's the deal? So Wang kind of knows what's up, right? He's mm-hmm. like, all right, they've kidnapped her to be to join this sex brothel. They yeah. don't decide to get the cops or anything. No. So no, they think that the cops, they do kind of explain that at one point. The one girl, I think it might have even been Kim Cattrall, was like, why don't you guys call the cops? And and Jack Burton's just like, they're not going to care about this. Like, they, he just kind of brushed it off. Like, the cops won't care about yeah. this. Kind then of we thing. won't have a movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they decide they got to go track her down on their own. So they, they're going into Chinatown. Wang knows where the Lords of Death are taking her, apparently. So he's like, all right, Jack, I, you know, you got to help me. So Jack's like, yeah, of course. So we start to see this real bond between Wang and Jack. So yeah. that's cool. They're kind of like good buddy duo. Yeah. So they pull in, drive the truck down these tiny little streets. <laughs> uh, you used to drive a truck, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard going down these small little streets. Like, yeah. So they drive this truck down these tiny little streets in San Francisco Chinatown. Then all of a sudden... There's like this funeral happening. It's like this crazy gang funeral. Yeah. And then another gang shows up, whips out all these weapons, starts <laughs> unloading like <laughs> bullets, like fire, like just <laughs> this war just breaks out in the middle of the street. Wang's just like narrating the whole thing. Like this yeah. is just another Tuesday in Chinatown. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. These this are is the so- two gangs, the yeah. good guys, the bad guys. Okay, so as a kid, like, do you remember this scene? Yeah, this scene was amazing because uh, when I watched, I still get a, the same emotion when I watch this now, where you're just like so excited and you're. It's a bit terrifying because even the music in the background, yeah, is yeah like it's that. so atmospheric. It's kind of spooky. And John Carpenter does all the music, yeah. and it's so synthy and hilarious. And perfect, <laughs> just perfect. perfect. And it's, it's perfect. spooky because you're like, okay, I've just gone from an airport, which is. A setting I'm familiar with. Yeah. Okay. That's a regular thing. Driving down a street. Okay. You're kind of in Chinatown. I'm kind of familiar. Then you turn the wrong corner in Chinatown and you see these people marching, carrying a casket. Yeah. Then people are whipping out semi automatic weapons and yeah. they've got knives and all this stuff. And then this big, and it, it feels so, it's, it's seamless, like yeah. how it transitions. And that's, yeah. a, you know, that's another credit to this movie. These weird transitions. You're really be- not getting bored ever. No. Like the whole thing is like up to the point we're at, there's not a dull moment at all yet. No, no. <laughs> like in the dialogue, everything's perfect. Everything just keeps going. All the way. And I remember the guys who fight and they put up that sign, like yeah. they kind of give the, like L. the L. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. I remember, Peter, if you're listening, we used to do that all the time. Like, yeah, <laughs> give that L. Like the, the most badass thing. Yeah. So, yeah, the gang starts shooting up this back alley funeral. And then all of a sudden, these three electric dudes show up. Yeah. Who may or may not have been the inspiration for Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Exactly. Like when that <laughs> game came out, I was like, oh, this is yeah. totally the guy from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Rain, thunder, and lightning. Right. Are right, what right. they are, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. The three storms. <laughs> and Wang's like narrating. He's like, oh, yeah, these are just these magical wizards who just fly around. Yeah. 
So they get in the truck, and Jack decides to just drive. Just drive. Get the hell out of Where there. Where the horn is. This right. is what I always, that horn. Uh, but Lopan. Lopan. So Lopan, Lopan appears, and he's like seven feet tall. He's got this hat. He's got this amazing mustache beard thing going on. And Jack just whacks right into him. And then he appears again. Then Lopan looks at Jack and just like shoots light out of his face <laughs> like a boss. And just, ah. I also really like the directing at that scene because obviously they don't have stuff really shooting over their face. But the acting of the face he's making, imagining of light or of like the light coming out of his eyes and then his mouth is so cool. You're just like, I believe that you believe there's stuff coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I wonder what their audition process was like. Now imagine you're shooting light out of your mouth and your eyeballs. And maybe you feel it a little bit in your ears. Yeah, yeah give me that face. Yeah. What's that uh, face look like? No, Lopan, he's great. Yeah. He's great, as we see, like, later on in the movie. Uh, and, I mean, like, just back to Jack Burton. Like, and then he's acting like he's, you fully, you're fully invested because Jack Burton, like, Kurt Russell is so invested in yeah. this. Like, nothing is too crazy, although he's constantly saying, what is that? Don't tell me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he gets out of the, the truck to see if he's okay. Like, what? And see if, if he's okay. And then he's there, yes. And then blinds him, right? Yeah, he's blinded. So him and Wang like go dive into some back alley, and they cut through a building, and they're getting chased. I also love that set because it's just like they run around a corner, and then they're kind of like in this other alleyway, and that's where Wang sprays water in his face. It's like, just temporary. You're only blinded temporary. So he's like, Jack Burton gets his sight back, and then immediately they see the gang that we saw at the airport. So the action's never stopping. It's never stopping. <laughs> and just like, again, like it takes me back to being a kid. And this is just a great moment. Like it just makes you feel, especially when you see this as a kid and even now, like watching it, it makes you think like, you know, if you're walking home at night and you turn down an alley, are you going <laughs> to find a crazy gang funeral going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> is some guy going to shoot not, lightning? I hope but I hope so. <laughs> If it I makes me into Jack Burton, <laughs> I would definitely do it. I want to see somebody shoot light from their face. But that's it. Like, you believe, whoa, maybe yeah. this happens. Like, there's something weirdly believable yeah, totally. about as much as it's, like, super over the top. Yeah, After so. that scene, there is a movie mistake. Oh. Which is Timbuktu, Timbuktu's and Gavin, our friend Gavin, G-Force, if anyone knows him. Shout out Tim and Gavin. They love this part because they love telling how it's a movie mistake. So when I lived with Tim, I had shown him this movie all the time. I'd make him watch it. <laughs> but so after they see the gang, they run through these two little like sewer type holes in the wall. But what you notice is, is that Jack Burton was wearing a full on poncho with no like it was just like a pullover poncho. In that scene, in the tunnel, for some reason, he has to take his poncho off in the tunnel. And it's just, like, open now. So he just takes it off like a jacket, which doesn't really make sense. But the whole premise is so you get his superhero uniform. I think that's what I'm going to say. That's when Jack Burton becomes kind of like the superhero Jack Burton. He gets his uniform. When he has that, the, like, the shirt, tank top. Yeah. The tank top. Which is a great tank top. Such a good yeah. I was, saw you wear that on a Halloween once. Yeah, man, yeah. That's right. Good memory, man. This is why Kurt Russell, he's so good. He's like simultaneously super arrogant 
and yet he's like extremely likable. Yeah. He's got a heart of gold. Like as tough as he is and he's like quick with like the witty rejoinders and like the comebacks and everything. He's also like willing to help people. Yeah. And then like when he's wrong, like he's like, "Oh, okay." And then he can like get all goofy like they start yeah. they go to the brothel now yeah. when he, he gets all nerdy. He is like the everyday man superhero in a way. I'm sure there's a lot of characters that, that have been written like that now in a lot of the Marvel and stuff, but you can't not really like Jack Burton. Yeah, like I would put him up there with with Indiana Jones. Like exactly, he's, he's yeah, totally. right up there. Like the it's it's so weird to me thinking of like how many obviously there's like a bunch of Indiana Jones movies, there's a bunch of Star Wars movies. It's weird there's only one big trouble in Little China. Right. We can talk about that a bit later, but it was like this was a box office failure. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. And it like I guess it grossed eleven million, which is like way under what it had expected. Cost. But it's since <laughs> become like such a cult. It's a cult film. classic, yeah. Yeah, but looking at it, it's like wow, like nineteen eighty six, you had dynamite on your hands with, with Jack Burton. Like this could have been like it could have been I could see like an action figure, you could see a whole franchise, right? Like in the eighties, and it was never they never exploited it. Like if it no. came out today, I feel like there'd be like two or three sequels. Easy. Yeah. So it, it's it's kind of funny. Um that that never happened. There's a video game, I think. There's a video game, and yeah, we'll get Never into seen it, but... No, okay. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they find out that there's uh, this brothel. So they meet up with Gracie Law again. They all meet up at the at Wang's restaurant. Is that what happens? Yeah. And then Gracie's there. And is this when we... I think we meet Margot for the first time, yep. right? So Margot's in, and she's like the kind of nerdy lawyer. And then there's Eddie Lee yep. who shows up. Is he's the restaurant What's his... Yeah, lawyer. he's a lawyer, and he's, like, a friend of Wang's, and he just kind of walks in like he owns yeah. the place. <laughs> Yet, as we learn later, he's, like, totally proficient in, like, automatic <laughs> weapons. <laughs> like, okay, everybody who lives here just is, like, has got skills with, like, some kind of, you yeah. know, assault rifle or, like, <laughs> knife or something. Why not? Uh, yeah, why not? Some <laughs> gas-shooting bamboo staff. So they go to this, the brothel, and Kirk, uh, I keep, I keep Kirk, and Jack Burton infiltrates <laughs> it, and he's dressed up in, like, this nerdy guy. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, here to see, is it White Rose or something? Yeah, and, uh, White Tiger? Yeah, I think maybe. it's White Tiger. Oh, no, that's good trivia. And he's trying to find Wang's wife, who is now a bride-to-be, yeah. who's now been brought to the brothel. And before he can save her, the Thunders show up. Yeah. Thunder or Lightning, one of these guys shows up. I think they all show up. They're always showing up together, but it's definitely like the lightning guy breaks through the roof and grabs her. Yeah. yeah. He was definitely there. I can't remember if they're all there. And did yeah, you understand this scene as a kid? No, not really. It's just like a weird... It's still kind of like a weird scene. And they do really point out the green eyes again. There's like a whole like scene where they even make a little chime sound when she like blinks her eyes. And you're like, oh, the green eyes. Don't forget about yeah. the green eyes. Did she have contacts in? She I must. Don't know. I yeah, don't know. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe she's like. She, maybe she is that. She girl. has the green eyes. The guys, like, <laughs> I'm, I got the movie just for you. That's why I've never seen her in anything else again. <laughs> but she the green pretty. eyes is very special, yeah. and we learn that Lopan needs a woman with green eyes to be his bride, so that he can finally regain his body. Because, as we learn, thanks to Margot, the journalist, yeah. uh, she explains that Lopan is actually David Lopan. 
who, uh, you know, as we know, he's like half wizard, but he's also the half like godfather of little little Chinatown. <laughs> and he's like a businessman, yeah, right? Yeah, he runs like the National Orient Bank and owns the Wing Kong Import Export Company. And no one has company. seen him. That's why they're all yeah. blown away where they were like, oh, we saw Lo Pan. And they're like, there's no way. Like, no one's seen Lo Pan for years. He's like a recluse. Like, he's like David Lo Pan. David yeah. Lo Pan. He's like scared of people and no one's ever, no one's seen him. For and years. what we learn is he's like hundreds of years old, right? I don't yeah. know. Is it egg? Does it Egg Shen who tells us that? So Egg Shen, who we should note from the beginning of the movie, he kind of just starts popping up like every 20 minutes or so just yeah. to be like, hey, it's that guy again. <laughs> Remember that guy? With fun facts <laughs> about like, oh, I got the mad. He, he starts to learn like he's he's kind of like a homely looking dude and like a goofy short like kind of guy that you wouldn't think would be like just kind of frumpy. I don't know how yeah. you explain it. But, he's but like, like he's like the crazy like ninja spiritual like yeah he's like a wise man. monk who kind of <laughs> knows everything and he runs you know by day he just is a tour guide in, in chinatown <laughs> with his awesome bus. yeah so uh so then they decide okay we gotta go break into wing kong because that's lopan's company right yeah. that's where they go from there once the brothel yeah. she gets kidnapped again so they've been foiled they just she keeps getting taken away from them one yeah. way or the other and i remember seeing that brothel scene as a kid and not understanding right that oh people go here for sex yeah it was like i remember there's like a guy who was like pulling up his pants leaving i'm like oh that guy was asleep and he needed he was like naked but it's like oh yeah no. we didn't get that no. it's probably and good we didn't yeah, get that that's fine that's good <laughs> you know what You're, you shouldn't need to know what a brothel is uh so <laughs> so then jack burns got that great line and and uh he's like we're going there you know him and wang are heading out to wing kong and uh, he says, if we're not back by dawn, call the president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is where another favorite quote of mine, where <laughs> Gracie Law is like, I can't. Oh, no, it was before the brothel. We missed that. But before the brothel, when she's like, I can't come with you. And Jack Burns is like, I know. There's something about your face. <laughs> like He's kind of like, <laughs> it's like a weird, like she would, she meant it as like, I'd be seen. But they make a joke of, like, he's just like, yeah, you, your face, like, I don't know. It's good. Yeah, he's, like, kind of <laughs> negging her a bit, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Like, you he know, is in love with her, though. Yeah, he's totally in love with her. <laughs> there, you know what? Will it ever happen? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Egg Shen's there, and he's just kind of popping up. Um, so Wang and Jack, they're infiltrating Wing Kong. And uh, things start to get weird, right? Like, all of a sudden... They're, they kind of sneak in. They sneak past security. Well, they think they're like maintenance guys or something. Yeah. <laughs> but then they like get stuck in an elevator, and then it starts filling up with water. Yeah. And so this scene, I actually rewound it because I was a little like, wait, how did that happen all yeah. of a sudden? And they turn around, and this is, again, just kind of like earlier when they're, they round that alley and it things get all weird. Yeah. All of a sudden, things get all weird, and they... The elevator fills up with water, yet they find a way out, and they kind of swim, and it's called... Uh, the World of Upside-Down Souls or yeah. something? <laughs> and Wang knows. There's a bunch of like dead people hanging from chains upside down in water. Yeah. yeah Wang, they're like, not even that worried about it. They're like... Oh. Yeah, the <laughs> hell of the upside-down sinners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's very specific, Wang. I'm yeah. impressed that you knew that, and... And that's a freaky scene. It's yeah. like they just wanted to have a scene with like upside down, wet, yeah. spooky skeletons. And it does happen out of nowhere. But you—that's maybe where you realize that like 
they're aware that they're coming. Like these people are aware that they're trying to get in there and infiltrate. Yeah. So do you think they have sort of turned on the magic into this place? Is that kind Maybe. of it? Because there is the scene like right be- after they get in through the security, they which the security kind of lets them in pretty easily. And then they like move like a box t- and find the elevator or like a whole wall opens and there's the elevator. And Jack Burton asks, like, did you do that to Wang? And he's like, I hope so. And yeah. clearly they probably did not do that. Yeah. And <laughs> how does Wang, like, like <laughs> I'm still confused. Like, how does Wang know all this? How did he get so good at, like, just weapons? Yeah. And, like, I'm not really clear on, on what Wang's deal is. It's almost like this movie was written by a super intelligent, like, 12-year-old that loved, <laughs> like, action like ninja stuff or karate stuff. Yeah, I'd buy like, that. I yeah, that's like it's just like these characters are like they all know how to do karate and like shoot guns. And, and this guy drives a truck with pigs in it and he like maxes all the ladies. And he's a ninja too. Yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. So they're in they're they're in and then David Lopan, they meet David Lopan. He yeah. shows up like in his b- wheelchair. Yeah, so right, Jack and Wang get like they get apprehended and they're tied up yeah. in these chairs. By the it's like thunder and rain and you find out rain cuz he's been wearing his hat the whole time has beautiful hair. He has great hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Jealous yeah. of that hair. He has taken care of those locks <laughs> over the 800 years, yeah. let me tell you. So we see David Lopan. He's now, he, he, this isn't the Lopan we saw earlier, the no. crazy dark magician. This guy's like a 700-year-old man. And that's why they're like, we're here to see David Lopan. Because they think that Lopan is the guy that they ran over with the truck. Yeah. But this guy comes out and he's like laughing. He's like teasing them and he's like, ah, I he am is hilarious. <laughs> he kind of reminded me of Yoda. Like, yeah, he, like totally. when you first meet Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, and he's like really kind of like annoying and cranky. And like, like his, whoever did the makeup, like all that, there's just like, it's all liver spots. Like his whole head is just, it's gross because he's so old and he looks really gross. Yeah, he's hundreds of years old. I mean, yeah, you know what? For a seven hundred year old, he, he, looks he looks pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, he's a like super old year old. <laughs> I think it's even thousands because he kind of mentions of like two thousand years at some point. Yeah, I could be wrong, but he's like, no, that yeah, sounds he's right. really old. I'd buy that. <laughs> but he's one cranky customer, yeah. like Dave Lopan, and he's actually got some great lines. Like Jack Burton's got incredible dialogue. But don't forget old Dave Lopan, because he's yeah. just shutting people down. He's like, you really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like snapping, oh, shut up. And he's yeah. like on the telephone. He's like slamming it down. Like this guy's got no time. He's just trying to find this green-eyed bride so he yeah. can get his body back. And he's like, yeah. even later on, he's like, I love you, but I have to kill you. But I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when he morphs, we see him morph into ghost Lopan. Yeah. And that, we're talking about your spe- the special effects with, like, more light stuff. Like, this whole actor, he's got to keep acting light. It's like, now, like, imagine <laughs> you're a 4,000-year-old man and your head's lighting up, like, when you put a hand right. over a flashlight. That's kind of what it and looks like. And those special effects, or it's like, they clear, that's kind of what I love about special effects. Now it's all CGI, which is cool, but, like, back then, they're used, it was, like, almost like people were building robots. They were special. It was special effects, and yeah. people were building things. 
that lit up like his head starts lighting up you're yeah, like people have been so planning cool. to make that so thing. molded yeah there's so much work <laughs> it was incredible like and it looks like his head like yeah. i don't know like maybe the actor swallowed like a, a glow worm <laughs> or something <laughs> but yeah. it's like his head's just lighting up and yeah that's that's i just had to shout out that scene like super cool yeah so he's he's great like his skeleton lights up that's a testament of a great movie yeah. that you can remember all this stuff like as soon as oh yeah I remember that remember that yeah. so so while this is all going on Gracie and Margot and Eddie decide to follow them for some reason I forget exactly like how does that happen that's not well explained I guess they just end up being in there as well and they get basically we find out there's some kind of like holding cell right yeah it's like where they keep all the girls when they're not at the brothel like these girls right, have right. got a rough life they're yeah like, yeah all this stuff going on in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? So there's basically this like holding cell for all the the sex slaves, for lack of a better word, and they're like held up in this jail place next to the uh, whatever the <laughs> upside down sinners swimming pool or something. <laughs> so Jack and Wang escape Lopan. They figure out that oh no, Gracie. And Margot are here, and maybe this is where uh, Mao is. So they have to infiltrate there, right? So they kind of mm-hmm. break in with Eddie. So yep. things happen. There's a whole thing, whatever. They rescue the girls. Yeah. And they let the other girls out, but they can't get Mao Yin. They can't get Mao Yin, right. And they get chased by the gang. Yeah. And this is when they dive into the water, right? Yeah. And they all go into the water. And then Gracie Law. Is like the first one up, and like everyone comes up. She's just like, "Where's so and so?" Then they come up, and he's like, "Where's so and so?" And then Jack Burton and her are the last two in this little watery sewer. They are saying it's like a garbage dump. That's where it's like yeah. weird. It's like a gar. That's what they're saying, which is kind of gross. Like they're like, "Oh, this must be their like waste garbage waste area." And it's kind of a claustrophobic scene. Yeah, like, and this is the first time you see Gracie and uh, Jack Burton. Right. Kiss. So Jack comes up, and she's, like, worried. She's like, oh, is Wang here? Is Eddie here? Is Margot here? Yeah. Where's Jack? Where's Jack? Then Jack pops up. He's like, hey. <laughs> and then he just grabs her and kisses her. Yeah. And she's like, hey, mister. He's like, sorry, I'm just thrilled to be alive. <laughs> smooth, like, yo, smooth operator. Yo, yeah. No matter how much danger they're in, he always has time for a little makeout sesh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why we love him. So he, uh, so yeah, he he kisses her, and uh, well, then all of a sudden there's like this, it's like a Chinese warrior statuey picture thing. Like, is it a three D or it's just a picture, right? Of like a where, yeah, it's like on the like, wall. There's yeah. some, and then the eyes are moving. You see the eyes move, and Gracie kind of notices, and she looks. She's the last one looks at it, and then all of a sudden the picture opens, and a beast arm comes and it looks like Chewbacca, Chewbacca or type. Or weird character reaches which is cool about this movie because then all of a sudden you have these like monster characters as well as this karate action movie yeah you thought okay well you got gambling you got crazy karate gang fights and then you got like lightning guy (laughs) now you got got a chewbacca (laughs) (laughs) so she gets kidnapped they all run off they hop egg shen is just there again hey it's 20 minutes later god time for another egg shen appearance yeah he's there with his tour bus and he's like, let's get out of here. They take off, and then they realize, all right, Where's they've got Gracie, Gracie now. Yeah. And she has green eyes. Oh. That's the, the big thing. Because that's what Dave Lopan's after. Yeah. 
And what do they have to be able to do? They have to be able to hold the sword of... They have to survive this glowing sword of something. And then they both touch they a light touch bulb at the same time. Yeah. But they have to be able to survive this thing because if they die, then they're not worthy of being his wife. Yeah. They're not the right people. It's all magic. It's all magic. It's magic it's confusing. stuff. They run back to the restaurant again. Yeah. They say, all right, we got to go back. So now they get an army and like the gang shows up. Yeah. That we had seen from the street scene earlier. The yellow turban. Yeah, yeah. And they're cool. They're friends yeah. now. Wang's like, oh, yeah, these guys, they're, they're our friends. So they decide to come along. And fun side note, apparently Jackie Chan was one of those uh, actors. Oh, really? In that, in the, I found that out later when reading like uh, some extra notes That's on cool. the film. And apparently he was actually originally considered to be Wang, but at the time his English wasn't good enough. Wow. Yeah, that would have been There's very cool fight scenes. Like back in the original truck alley fight scene, that's epic. Truck. Enjoy watching some of those fight scenes. Go watch them now. <laughs> we'll wait for you. <laughs> Go back to truck alley. Just rewatch. And I let us know now. if you find Jackie yeah. Chan. The guy with the long hair is my favorite, though. We didn't mention that guy. He's oh, the with red. the goatee? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, cool. who's in like a bunch of other he's movies. He's in a bunch I of movies. A in, lot like, of these characters, these like those gang guys and stuff, they're all in other movies. And also like Egg Shan's in other movies. Yeah. And uh, Lopan Lopan's shows up and, and other stuff. stuff. Wang, I don't know that I've ever seen him in anything else. No. And I was looking up even like the the Storm guys. They're not in anything. Even the guy with the nice hair? I didn't see him. He's not in anything, mm. really. Yeah. Maybe started a band. I mean, what else do you do with what hair like do? that? Probably became a drummer. <laughs> you need to get in one of his hats, actually. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Play the Maybe that's my next hat. look. Yeah, man. You should do that. Or I just dress like Jack Burton <laughs> on the next record. Every 700 years, you uh, you change your look. Um, so Egg Shen, he's basically like, all right, I'm going to lead you guys there. And he's They put together their little team, and they go back in. And the magic Egg Shan's bringing out all his magic. Egg Shan's now. bringing the magic, and he's dropping knowledge. So they they like find this like underground path. Yeah. So this is where a couple things happen that I was a bit okay. Wait a second. So first of all, Egg Shan they're going through the underground of Chinatown, and he's talking about these earthquakes, and he's like, thousands of years ago, these earthquakes <laughs> killed many normal people. Like he like <laughs> specifies they killed normal people, yeah. but then unnatural people took over it's like whoa okay like the normal what's a normal person <laughs> i guess all these normal people and uh, yeah so he's packing the drugs so they're in <laughs> egg shan's ready for this trip. he's ready they come up to this like like little underground river and they hear like a monster or something and then this giant bug monster jumps out of the wall right right and that was crazy one of the dudes yeah he's gone and then and they Egg don't Shan, even acknowledge but, it. No, not really. And then Eggshan just throws like this little like ball, like marble, into the hole, and just all of a sudden there's just like a colored spark that comes out of it. And you're like, did they kill the bug thing? They don't even like that's it. It's just his explosive. It was just ra- it was like, yeah, like John Carpenter just was like, we have this random bug thing. We got to put in a scene for something. And it like, looked cool, but you only see it for a second. Yeah. But they do not acknowledge that this guy gets eaten. Basically, all that happens is Jack just says, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Poor guy. And then my one of my favorite characters comes in right after that. The little eyeballs. Mm. Eyeball floating. He looks like a 
goblin. Ghoulie or goblin. Remember those little toys that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've talked about them on the podcast. Peter before. Chapman has one. I play with it. Every Boglins. Time. Boglin. Boglins. It looks like a bog. Totally a Boglin. Maybe the Boglins ripped off that. So thing. Mortal Kombat. But the thing is, is that we're realizing Big Trouble in Little China influenced a lot of '90s stuff. Oh yeah. Boglins, <laughs> Mortal, Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Sex in the City, <laughs> <laughs> brothels. Yeah, <laughs> brothels weren't anything before that. That was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Pork chops. <laughs> Nobody had pork chops before this movie. So yeah, the floating eyeball. That's pretty creepy, and it's and it totally like that's something that stands out as kids. Like, oh, this guy's still here. And you know what? It doesn't look that bad. It looks goofy, it looks pretty good, but it looks pretty good. That's the thing. Is like, you're it, on board. You just you're on board. But it's like campy, right? So it and never it's, age, it's not campy. aging poorly. It's always been kind of like a B movie campy thing, right? It's like Evil Dead. Yeah, and you in buy that in world, because right? of the dialogue and because all the characters are, are so committed to it. And you know, really that's a big testament to John Carpenter for directing this. Like the way it all comes together. It's just hilarious. Speaking of it all coming together, <laughs> Egg this is Egg's destiny, you know? So he's he's ready for this. Yeah. So they realize, okay. Some like Lopan is now gonna be hooking up. Like Lopan has basically decided I'm gonna marry both women. Like because they did that sword thing where they both flew up to the ceiling holding the swords and they were glowing and they touched the gold goblin looking thing and the yeah. eyes lit up and he was just like so ecstatic. He's always giggling, Lopan. I love him. I love the David guy's Lopan. giggling. Like a maniac, he's he was so pumped that he's like, "I'm gonna marry both of them." He's like, "Yeah, you have two right. wives, this gotta, dude." Uh, <laughs> David Lopan is incredible. Like, oh my god, love David Lopan. He's a polygamist and all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which brings us to the this next uh, this next part of the film. It's time for Lopan's neon wedding. Yeah, which and is they pretty find, epic. I love before you how you kind of find out it's the wedding. I guess realistically, is those two well-dressed like they almost look like knights but like chinese like yeah they're in the armor they're in the armor like armor, all that yeah. crazy and they walk by um so egg breaks out this potion and yeah. they drink this like invincibility at the powder. bar also there's like a bar up there yeah well it's a wedding so <laughs> so they're all hanging out i what i found funny about this scene is like they go to like lopan's bar area i guess and like they break out all these like gold little goblet type things. Yeah, you don't even think twice about like, that, right? As a like kid, they're kinda, yeah, they're, but I'm like, where'd they get the glasses? Like the little goblet things from? They just like raided his bar. Like, oh, these will work. Let's put those out. And it's this <laughs> foaming drink, and they all drink it. And what does he says? Something like this will like you'll see what cannot be seen. Or it's or like, like you c- yeah, you can only defeat a dream with a dream. You'll yeah. see the dreams, and you can only yeah, defeat a only dream. Only a dream can defeat a dream. Yeah. So is this whole thing a dream? I, I guess know. so. It's all magic. So this is like magic potion. Yeah. So he breaks out the magic potion. They all get in the elevator, they and they're kind of like. This high. is one of my favorite scenes. That for now, this time I watched it. This was one of my favorite scenes because they're all in the elevator. It's like the gang, the yellow turban gang. I can't remember what it's called. And like Egg Shan and Jack Burton and Wang, and they're all saying they're all just like, I feel good, and they're yeah. all like smiling, and all the guys that like no dialogue in the background, just like yeah, like feeling so pumped, and they're in the ele- elevator for a bit too long, and then like Jack Burton just like, 
is it hot in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like almost awkward because yeah. they're like feeling too good. Well, and it's getting into them, right? It's yeah. like it's like yeah, they're all getting. It's like it, that yeah. moment when it all hits. It's like when you're out with your buddies and you all realize. Oh, maybe we're all drunk now. Like, yeah, because you know, they're just like, I feel great. Like, <laughs> I'm not even scared at all. I'm not even scared. Let's do it. I'm ready to do this. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> being ready to do this, Lopan <laughs> whips out the needle of truth, yeah. which so he's got to correct me if I'm wrong. He's got to poke the both of his brides with this needle and get their blood into his blood. Or is it just yeah. well, I think Mao at Yin's one point blood. they say for it to ultimately be. Eggshan explained to them for it to ultimately work, he has to marry them and then murder them. He has to kill them. <laughs> it's a hard life. Yeah. But he becomes a real Yeah. He has he's to get torn, their blood he's into like, it. It's he my wedding get, night, yeah. you're super hot, but I have yeah. to kill you. And he has to get the blood into him. It's all a bit of a cannibal corpse type lyric <laughs> song. <laughs> I love you, but I'll kill you. I'm but, low <laughs> You're really pissing me off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's got to get the blood, and then he turns into a real person. He turns into a real person, but so Jack and the gang—they're ready. They show up. This is one of my most memorable scenes. Yeah. When Jack and I think for everybody, when he shows up and he's like, "I'm here," you know, yeah. and he shoots the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. and then the rocks fall on his head. Like, and this is what's so good about the Jack Burton character is because he's comedy relief through the whole thing, and he is the hero. Like you're just thinking, like this guy's the hero, no doubt. Like he is the ultimate hero guy, but. When you see that scene, and he knocks himself out, and they just show him lying on the ground, like knocked out cold because of boulders that hit his head. Yeah. And everyone starts fighting. Like everyone's fighting around him, and then he finally gets up, and he can't even get his knife out of his boot or anything. Like he's just the whole scene is like a comic disaster. Yeah, it's for perfect. Him. And he, I, you know, I can't really think of any other leading action star characters like yeah. certainly from that era like no one really compares him i mean yeah. indiana jones of course had his moments of like some comedy, comedy and stuff. stuff but you know there's a lot of self-deprecating stuff with jack burton and he yeah. just shakes it off and it's like nothing happened and yeah. and everyone loves him like you can tell like <laughs> everyone in the movie totally has a crush on jack burton. and they let jack burton lead them even though they know he's a bit of a dum-dum yeah. Like, that's always the air about him. He's like, oh, this guy's just a bit of an idiot. But he's so lovable. So he's lovable. He's the best. We'll follow him. <laughs> it's fine. Uh. <laughs> and the, when he, so he finally can't get his knife out of his boot. And one of the, like, warrior, like, the wedding warrior characters is coming to, like, kill him with the sword. And he just, like, lets the warrior lean into his knife on his foot. And that's, like, and then he can't get the guy off the knife so then for the rest of the fight scene he's just on the ground like he killed one guy but he still can't get up <laughs> it's just like <laughs> he's just struggling for the whole end fight scene it's, it's great amazing. yeah let everybody else fight it out egg shen and lopan are like fighting kind of like they're playing a video game but they're yeah, fighting yeah, with yeah. like dream warriors it's a little bit star wars ish yeah. it's actually a little bit like uh space balls yeah there's, I, <laughs> there's I a see space that. balls element also not to be forgotten the giant skull and all the neon lights right um like we it's did a, we, I did a track with Swamp Thing ab about John Carpenter, yeah. and I remember when I was like working on the track for that, it was like the thing that stood out to me about this movie and a lot of the John Carpenter films, the neon. Yeah. So this like, who put the neon lighting up there? I it's don't amazing. know. Like who were their contractors? Like, it's a little <laughs> bit like Scarface dance club looking. 
Yeah, it's neon. like you're saying about Lopin having the bar. Like you'd be like, I need a bar. Sure. <laughs> you know, we have gold goblets for everything. <laughs> <laughs> we got so much to talk about. Well, the podcast I want to talk about one more thing in that. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> the mo- that's way longer in the movie. You can cut all this, but I do want to talk about how hilarious it is when when uh, Rain is fighting Wang, and they're just flying through the air like past each other, like with their swords, and it's. Super hilarious, acrobatical. I don't know. Yeah, Wang's it's got so crazy funny. martial arts skills. Yeah, <laughs> not quite sure. Like maybe on the side of running this restaurant, he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, like secretly a mystical monk knight flying fighter guy. Yeah, uh, but that's and he's flipping all he's over. He's flipping the place. all over. It's just funny. And then yeah, so that fight scene kind of ends because they run up like Lopan runs up into the skull thing, and they end up back into Lopan's lair. Which has with like Gracie and Jack. They with get Gracie, they, nice, they hop in the skull together. Yeah, like, so yeah. they get in and they're yeah. making out again. And I mean, you could—they're just like it's like they're making out, and it's all this crazy stuffs going on. It's like that's what you do. I mean, that's what I was thinking as a but kid. I'm like, yeah, that's what you, I guess you, you just, just make, make out, out now. all the time. <laughs> Why not? You might die. And this is, I think, the reason that it's more comedy relief because now Jack Burton just has lipstick all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Such a good, a good look moment. at like just hilarious. The our hero now just has lipstick all over his lips. So that's great. And I want to set up this scene because it's like you're in his lair, like his main lair, where they were earlier when he was a hundred million year old dude. But there's so many Buddha statues lining, like glass Buddha statues lining this like hallway. Yeah, and shouldn't Buddha be like a symbol of peace? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like achieving nirvana. Yeah. It's a pretty violent place to have all these Buddhas around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they get get to Lopan. Yeah. And how does Jack beat him? Well, then Jack has his knife again, and he pulls it out of his boot, and he just throws it at Lopan, like so poorly, and misses and hits a gong. You're kind of like, okay, so that sucks. Like, he's going to die now or something. And this scene happens so quick. I didn't remember it happened so quick. It's so he throws fast, a yeah. knife and it falls. Lopan picks it up and throws it back at Jack. And Jack catches it, throws it immediately, and it stabs Lopan right in the, right head. In the head. And now he's mortal, so he dies. It's all in the reflexes. It's all in the, yeah, and he says that. <laughs> it's all in the reflexes. And then all the Buddha statues just fall around him, which... That scene is amazing. Yeah. If you're making that scene as a movie producer, I wonder how many times they had to do that. Because they all fell perfectly. It's, yeah, it's it's great. And then they beat Lopan, but, but there's one more guy. Yeah. And this is the big... The thunder guy. So the thunder guy, he's chasing them, but why does he start exploding? Like, why does he... He so just starts he, getting big and big. He's, so he keeps chasing Wang and uh, randomly, like, karate chops a statue which i found weird but then looks over and realizes that lopan's dead which i found it kind of weird that lopan died before those guys yeah but normally you work your way up to yeah, the big boss to the big boss that's why he I've, died first hey this is big trouble in little china man yeah and he, he's there's all no rules yeah. here <laughs> and so then yeah he's just freaking out and he starts breathing incredibly heavily and this is where the special effects become ultimately the best special effects of all time what happens well he just starts blowing up like a balloon and i remember like 
you know, watching this at a sleepover, watching this at a birthday party, like just more times as a kid. And every time you watch it, like every kid loved this scene. Yeah. And you'd go and talk about and it on the like. And he cuts his belt with his knife yeah. so he can expand more. And it just keeps expanding and Boots expanding and expanding. And it's never explained. <laughs> Is it just because he's so angry that he just like can't contain his rage? I guess so. And he's just like, he just blows up. Like he just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then. Yeah. And confetti explodes. Comes out of he him. looks like <laughs> he looks kind of like a garbage pail kid for a exactly. second, and then <laughs> <laughs> he does look like gar. Maybe they influence garbage pail kids, or no, they were earlier. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've actually still I've never seen that movie all the way through. I think I've only seen it for like twenty minutes. I'll have Me to find neither. somebody to watch that. Someone's movie gotta watch there. that. Yeah. I feel like Ghetto Sock said he liked that. Movie. <laughs> 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 maybe we'll do that for an episode. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they escape. Lopan is dead. All is good. They get back to the restaurant, and they're kind of celebrating. They have a beer. Egg takes off, yeah. and then Egg's oh, he's like, going on vacation. Yeah, he's like, I'm going on vacation. And then <laughs> Jack's like, Why don't you go to China? <laughs> Which is a bit like, dude, really? Like, why don't you say, why don't you go to like Hawaii? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. when you go relax, he's like, Go to the see the motherland. And Egg's <laughs> like, No, China is is in here, man. Right. So who knows where Egg went? I don't know. Who knows? But he can't go too far because he still he's has to do the interview the at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still got to do that interview. So maybe he goes on vacation. I'd actually like to know exactly when that interview. They should happened. make a sequel now of that whole vacation. Maybe he had some crazy stuff happen. Well, you know? yeah, I want to talk about the sequel in just a second. We're so Jack is leaving. Him and Gracie kind of have one last moment. Yeah, and. And they kind of joke around, and Gracie's like, oh, maybe I'll come with you if you, like, trade in your truck and have a nice little, like, I don't know, like a RV or a home on wheels. <laughs> like, she proposes, basically, that they could live in the truck together. Yeah. And then he's like, eh, I'll think about it. <laughs> and then he starts to walk off, and Margot, the journalist, is like, aren't you going to kiss her? <laughs> and then Jack's like, no. Because <laughs> he's made out with her so much yeah. now. That's like his Han Solo moment. I kind of thought that yeah. that was like the, you know, the I love you, I know. Like yeah. that was kind of their moment. And then he just leaves, takes off in his truck, goes back to the Pork Chop Express. But there's one little thing that uh, we forgot about. That monster. Yeah. That we were talking about earlier. It's on the back of the truck. Yeah. So Which what makes happens? sense because they had the truck in the like layer area. That's right. And that's all he wanted to do, right? He just wanted to get his truck back. There are yeah. many times he's like, "Yeah, I'll save your, you know, your fiance." That's the motivation. <laughs> that's his motivation. But I want to get the truck back. <laughs> so that's. I think we we got through the movie. The movie, yeah. That was big trouble in Little China. Yeah, you so, guys don't have to watch it anymore. We went through every scene. <laughs> so, so you. Would, I don't know it what safe it is. To say that Danny Miles, do you still like this? I love this movie. <laughs> me too. Me too. There was like, there was not a part of me that for one second was not fully like in love with this movie all yeah. over again. Like every time I watched, and it's been a while since I've seen it last. Maybe it was like right before I recorded the Swamp Thing song, which was a few years ago when right. I did it. Like I was watched it for homework for that. It's amazing how much it, it holds up, and yeah. I'm it's like really surprised that they never did a film sequel. So holds up in a campy kind of way, right? And yes, the graphics are incredible in a campy way. The writing not perfect, but pretty close. It kind of is some, perfect, like, though. There's never a dull moment. There's just some confusing moments where you're like, 
how did that just happen? But I don't care because it's still just because it's moving at such it's a moving. rapid pace. Like yeah. it's, it's like an hour and forty minutes. It's a it's a yeah. pretty great like steady constant. You're constantly yeah. bombarded with with scene after scene of crazy. If you don't have action, you have some sort of comedy like quote. Like I looked up the quotes for this movie like on Google. She's like, I want to make sure I have like some quotes in case we want to like talk about them. And they're like endless. Like on Google, it's like you're like, oh, from a lot of characters, especially yeah. Jack Burton and Lopin, they just have so many amazing the whole kind of like quote. liners. Yeah, you could just <laughs> <laughs> you could quote it all day. Okay. There was one thing that I found that I thought was kind of funny. So there's ch- Chinese writing at the in the main title uh, when it says "Big Trouble in Little China," and the actual translation for that is not "Big Trouble in Little China." It's Evil spirits make a big scene in little spiritual state. Really? <laughs> it makes a big scene. Makes sense to me. It totally makes sense. <laughs> Evil spirits. And uh, I don't know. That's kind of cool. So we were talking about how it never got a sequel. Yeah. And I think it's because A, it was a box office flop, yeah. which boggles my mind. But I guess for whatever reason, I don't Paul's know what Boutique it was up against. was a flop, and it's one of the best records of all time. Yeah. So there has been <laughs> recently... There's a comic book Uh-oh. sequel, Big Trouble in Little China, and that's your gift today. On what? The, for appearing on the episode. Look who's got the eye guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this takes place Oh, so directly, there's more monsters. So there's more monsters. So years later, basically like 20 years later, if for listeners at home, yeah, Boom Studios have done a series of Big Trouble in Little China comics, and John Carpenter is writing them. Oh, really? So as close to any type of sequel you're going to get is in the comics, so check your local comic store. Yeah, so... That's amazing. I'm excited to read that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fun, it's crazy. I've got I one. also heard they're making a... Okay, so because of this, I heard they're going to remake... I have a l- big problem with them remaking all these, like, 80s big movies. Big problem with Little China? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you remake RoboCop? Why would you remake Point Break? Why would you remake Footloose? Like, it's just like, stop remaking movies into teen movies. Yeah, let the earlier, let like, generations who missed it go find it. Like, would you recommend this to someone today listening? Let's say, definitely. like, if, if you, like, uh, you know, yourself, like, if you meet, like, a nine-year-old today, would you be like, you gotta watch this movie? Yeah. I think a nine-year-old would, would love would like it. The thing is, yeah. it's like, the same way that, nine-year-olds still like playing like mario like even you know the new nintendo has all the same like kind of graphics as like a nintendo 64 in that way it's like the new animated there's like i just played the mario kart i'm not big i don't know all the video games but josh our bass player does so i was playing mario kart with him totally yeah they still kind of have that same cartoony look that i loved when i was a kid and like it's time kids still love it's timeless and i feel that way about like this kind of and even movie. Listen, if you're not a nine-year-old, <laughs> if, you, if whoever you are, I think Big Trum Little China is, yeah, it totally, it's just super entertaining. and uh, It's got yeah. all the magic, the it's monsters. Got, it's got all the magic. But yeah, they're apparently the doing a remake scenes. with The Rock, right? That's the rumor. Oh, is it? And he's going to play Jack Burton. Well, I don't know. People love The Rock, but I'm not fully sold. But, you know, he's good. He's yeah. Good. I mean, seeing Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy. He just made Jumanji. Yeah, you know I what? I heard it's good. I like The Rock. You, you know, it's I I got no problem with The Rock. I like The Rock, but I, the remakes exactly like you're saying. Who would I'm, you I'm, choose to play Jack Burton? I don't know. Like, what if they did like a like 
Well, Chris Pratt, Brian right? Go- Chris Pratt would be good. Because, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, when, when yeah, that'd uh, be pretty good. Kurt Russell shows up as, as his dad. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen <laughs> Guardians 2 yet, if it's you're like one. that one person who hasn't, it was great. But seeing Kurt Russell in that, I just want, I'm like, oh, I would totally go see, if they did Big Trouble in Little China yeah, 2. It's got to be someone that's kind of funny. I was going to say Ryan Gosling, because I feel like he could be kind of funny, but he might be too, like, pretty. He got and Blade like, Runner. He got the Blade Runner got, sequel. Yeah, we'll which I hear is which, awesome. I didn't see that. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah, I got to see that. That was my favorite movie of uh, 2017. Yeah, I watched it. Loved it. Loved but Blade yeah, Chris Runner. Pratt's a good choice. Yeah. So there was one more thing that you have to share with the listeners, because it kind of blew my mind when you told me about this. Yeah. I meant to say it, but I have the same birthday as John Carpenter. And I just found that out this year. That's insane. And you, yeah, crazy. January sixteenth. We're the same age as well. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I sent my dad, who's a big movie guy, who got me into Big Trouble in Little China, even though he hasn't seen it, which is weird now. But uh, he told me he met John Carpenter, and he said that he wasn't the friendliest person he's met in the music in the movie industry, but. Who knows? Who? I never take that. I always take that as a grain of salt because you never know what What's is going happening on in, that guy's in their day. life. Yeah, who knows? You know what? He's probably, in my mind, he's the coolest dude around. If you ever watched, this is what I also want to say. Go watch the Big Trouble in Little China music video. It's on YouTube, and it is one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should make a song together oh man (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey john carpenter if you're listening we will totally team up and make a song with you let's do this oh man (laughs) so yeah it's i'm really glad that we figured out that we still like this because you know it could go either way (laughs) (laughs) i don't like dick tracy (laughs) it's sad Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Peter Project, for the beats. Now it's time to give me some credits. All right, all aboard the Pork Chop Express. Are you ready? Set for the Lords of Death on a quest for gambling and street fights to underground fortresses with sweet lights. No sweat. It's all in the reflexes. Even though he might seem sexist, there's just something about Jack Burton that everybody loves. Yeah, come on, that's certain. Like those floating eyeballs waiting before Mortal Kombat had Raiden invading brothels. Drop your vodka, yeah. They even got a Chewbacca. I love Gracie Law, Egg Shen, and Oh Man. Nobody's got a singers like Lopan. Big Trouble in Little China, no equal. My only complaint, no sequel. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.